Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see the Boutique on Central in downtown Laurel for the best deals in women's fine clothing. Let us complete your one-of-a-kind look at the Boutique on Central at 531 Central Avenue in downtown Laurel. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no words, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi minute. That's right. Well, today on In a Mississippi Minute, I have had to wait for this interview because he is a moving target and crazy busy. And the fact that he's a man that still gets to play with boats, that excites me. He travels the world bringing business to our Gulf Coast, where the company he celebrates builds very, very, very large ships, Navy ships, among others, with a history of now 80 years as a viable and sustainable company. And more than 40 of them, I may add, have been graced by my guest today, the Director of Communications and Public Affairs at Ingalls Shipyard, James Mackingbell. Hey, James, Jim. Well, I'm going to call you James, but it's Jim Mackingbell. And uh, as to your friends, how are you doing? Doing good, Steve. How about yourself? Thanks for what you're doing for Mississippi. Oh, well, I'm doing nothing compared to what you're doing, but uh, but I've, I've gotten the pleasure of getting to know you. And uh, and I may call you James like your mom and dad did. So I don't I don't know you. Yet. May. So. You, you are absolutely. <laughs> I answer to all sorts of names at my age. I love it. Hey, so are you home uh, by chance on the Gulf Coast this week? I am in the shipyard this week. As a matter of fact, we have a christening ceremony on Saturday for a new Navy destroyer. So we will be having a a pomp and circumstance ceremony Saturday morning. So I am here getting ready for that. So Jim, uh, so just, I'm, I'm trying not to be funny, but I, I want to know what you christen a ship this size with. I mean, I'm thinking what, what size bottle or is there, <laughs> do you use a bottle? We actually do. We use a bottle of champagne. Uh, we wrap it and we put a, a little steel bonnet around it so the glass doesn't shatter. But huh. but it's basically a standard magnum of, of champagne, sparkling wine. Uh, some some of the sponsors prefer not to have alcoholic, so we'll have a non-alcoholic uh, huh. sparkling grape juice. And, uh, and they stand in front of the ship and they say, in the name of the United States, I christen thee. In, in this case, it's it's Peterson, named after a, a gentleman who was the first black Marine Corps aviator back in the uh, in the 50s and 60s, and became the first uh, African American U.S. Marine Corps general. So it's uh, wow. it's it's a big day for Ingalls for the community and for the Navy because it's one step closer to getting a brand new destroyer. It's amazing. We're talking to Jim Mackingbell. Hey, uh, Jim, tell me, uh, just give me the history of Ingalls. Uh, you know, you're talking 80 years. 
Uh, we're going to have the pleasure of coming in and celebrating uh, with bringing Dina Carter and Paul Overstreet. And we're so excited to do the 80th uh, uh, birthday. Tell me about the sort of the beginning of it. Sure. Uh, Ingalls is a family name of a, uh, a large, a well-known business family in Alabama from, from the 1930s, uh, 20s even. They, they were in the steel business in the Birmingham area. They expanded that steel business. I guess they use the term now vertical marketing, but they, they opened a couple of boat and barge yards in, uh, in lower Alabama, uh, Decatur and, and, and places like that. And so they used their steel to build barges and then sold the barges. So they sold that steel twice. In the mid-30s, it was obvious that there might be another war coming, and, and Mr. Ingalls and the family decided that they needed a bigger facility. And we're looking around, and, and it really became the first major success of, of Governor Hugh White's, they call it BAWI, the Balanced Agriculture with Industry Program to diversify the economy in the state. Uh, the state and the Ingalls family partnered to build a 180-acre shipyard on the east bank of the Pascagoula River, uh, mm-hmm. built submarines, built the first all-welded steel-hulled ship in the United States, so cool. uh, cargo ships, built submarines, built uh, destroyers, you name it, and, and whatever the Navy Marine Corps was using in, in 40s, 50s time frame, uh, a lot of it came out of English shipbuilding here in Pascagoula. Uh, in, in 1967, or excuse me, in 1961, Litton Industries, who most of us know is the original microwave oven folks, uh, decided they wanted to be in the defense industry and, and bought the uh, Ingalls facility from the family, uh, and we became a division of Lytton. It was, there was a lot of competition in the, in the shipbuilding business at that time, both for the work, but also for the facilities. And, and we actually had uh, a couple of states, uh, Florida and Connecticut, that made a pitch to Lytton Industries to move Ingalls out of Mississippi and move it either to over around Tampa, Florida, or up on the East Coast, and once again, it, 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 you, will, you will hear a constant thread of, of the partnership between this shipyard and the state of Mississippi, the state government, the local governments. Uh, that summer, the, the governor, I think it was J.P. Coleman at the time, called a special session of the Mississippi legislature and said, basically, no, we don't think we want you to move to Florida, so how about we build you a new shipyard? Hmm. They uh, they passed a bond issue for $144 million and literally built the first new shipyard constructed in this country after World War II. Wow. Uh, opened in uh, 69-70 time frame. Uh, by 77, there were 26,000 employees in this yard building destroyers and very large amphibious assault ships, basically the size of an aircraft carrier. And, and that partnership has just continued through various classes of destroyers. We, we've built uh, 70% of the Navy's non-nuclear combat ships are built here in Pascagoula, destroyers, uh, Coast Guard cutters, amphibious assault ships. We've built drill rigs. We've built rail cars. We've built tunnels that were towed away and, and put, you know, put underwater as tunnels, bridge spars, barges, uh, anything that was big, heavy, and steel. This facility is so versatile uh, it's basically a 600-acre square, and you can move anything you're building anywhere in the yard at any time. And so we've uh, 
we, we've, we've kept a, a good, solid employment base. Uh, I mentioned that we were at 26,000 at one point. Right now we're around 12,000. We have a $14 million a week payroll. About 80% of that goes to employees who live in Mississippi. Uh, we spend about $70 million a year with, uh, with smaller companies, suppliers, vendors to the yard. Uh, we're a big part of the Alabama economy. We have about uh, 1,800 employees or so that drive over here every day from Mobile. Uh, hey, how, just, Jim, how far is Mobile exactly? Is it 45 Mobile minutes is hour? about Mobile is, is about a 45-minute drive. Yeah, so uh, of course, right. you know, you got you got a lot of lower Alabama Biola Battery and, and that, those sorts right. of places that are a lot, they're actually closer to us than they are to Mobile. Uh, so west, the western part of Mobile County, uh, we get a lot of folks and uh, some from across the bay as well. But we have employees here that have home addresses in 46 of Mississippi's 82 counties. So we, we draw our employees we try to hire at home. Obviously, we, we, we the shorter commute, the better the employee. So so we work very hard with the high schools, community colleges on workforce training and things like that to to hire as many local folks as we can. But when you have twelve thousand employees, it that's an engine that that has to be replenished yes. regularly. So so we look we look in the general region as well. Uh, so uh, when when. 12,000 from 26,000 12,000 what was the the reason for the decline at, you know as far as was it war and we were you know you're talking 26,000 when was the 26,000 26,000 was in 77 uh, basically what happened in those days is that that cold war that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, when the shipyard first opened on the west bank in the uh, in, in the 70 early 70s uh, we got two contracts at one time. One was for 30 destroyers, and the other was for five LHA big big deck assault ships. And so that's that's a lot of work dropped in one place at one time. And so there there was a lot of hiring. Uh, the spacing between the ships was not particularly great. So so we had a lot of people working. Now you just saw we got a contract last week for six ships. Uh, and and so the work is spaced out a little different. Technology's gotten better. Uh, we we sort of feel like from an industrial engineering standpoint, fourteen to sixteen thousand is is probably the the right loading max for 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 the facility. And right now we're at about twelve, so so that's pretty close. They, the, the, the Navy and Coast Guard both they they don't as ward they don't award as many ships at one time as as they as they used to back in in, in the sixties and seventies. Yes, employing as many people as the town I live in almost it's just amazing, really amazing. You're talking to Jim McIntyre as, as a guy who moved down here in uh, 1977 from Batesville, Mississippi. <laughs> there were more people working on one ship that I toured when I was interviewing than lived in my hometown at the time. So I'm with you. It's a lot of folks down here. I want to talk about your hometown in a minute because I know they had like an incredible football program for quite a while, nationally known. We, we are with Jim Mackingbell with Ingalls uh, Shipbuilding. We are uh, in a Mississippi Minute, and I've been excited to hear about boats. This is awesome to me. Stand by. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. 
I'm Steve Azar. We are with Jim Mackingvale uh, in Pascagoula today. Uh, Jim, you talked about 40. You've been there for over 40 years since 77. How does a guy... Tell me, you went? To, did you go to uh, Panola? Where'd you go? South Panola? Where'd you I, go to high school? I am a 1972 graduate of the University of South Panola, but I will <laughs> tell you back then it was just South Panola because we weren't that good in football then. Hey, hey but, listen, uh, you got good. I mean, it was pretty absolutely. amazing. I mean, when I was in Nashville, everybody kept going, "Hey, are you? Uh, did you, you grew up in the Delta? Are you? Did you go to school at South Panola?" I said, "Why do you even know that?" And they go, "Have you not been paying attention about the football?" T-? Oh, I said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." So yep. anyway, it's. I think at some point they were ranked number one, right, in the country. In, in 2010, they they were picked as the national champions. Exactly. That's just crazy. I know they had a. A system in place. That's just amazing. Growing up in the Delta, and you go to you go to Ole Miss, correct? Right. That's okay. right. I get things. I you know. I'm if you listen to my show, I usually screw things up, but I got that right. Okay. You got that one. First. So, what do you major in? And then, how do you get this job in '77? And you're there that long. It's amazing. And I also want to talk to you about you know twofold question. You know what what brought you there, and then. And then what have you seen change over the years and that you guys have had to adapt to with technology in mind? Well, I, I, while I was at Ole Miss, uh, I originally thought I was going to go be a lawyer, but uh, uh, a fellow named Buster Wolf, who grew up over your way around Greenwood, was the sports editor of the Daily Mississippian and, and called me one day and he said, he said, hey, I need a photographer for a basketball game tonight. You want to come shoot an Ole Miss-Tennessee game? Well, it turned out to be the last game together of uh, Bernard King and Ernie Grunfeld. Wow. Back in the days, Tennessee was great. And Ole Miss beat them in two overtimes. And I sold some pictures to the Clarion Ledger and the Memphis Papers. And I went, hey, this isn't bad. <laughs> so I, I changed to a journalism major. Uh, worked for the athletic department shooting pictures and, and the Daily Mississippian and the PR department. And and just just really, you know, fell in love. That, that became what my life's life's dream was uh in 1977 when i when i graduated uh had a job offer at a newspaper in Asheville, north carolina and down at the shipyard and uh, frankly the shipyard being a, a company and not a newspaper was paying moving expenses and i had just gotten married and i said you know what i think i'm gonna go work at the shipyard and and it, it immediately was obvious that it was clearly and I've said this for all 40 years. I have truly, over my career, had the best jobs in the shipyard, uh, traveling around, you know, photographing Navy ships and and uh, Marine Corps and all of that sort of thing, and and the Mississippians who were building them. Uh, eventually, I started doing some writing and, and did the employee publications and speeches and things like that. And just you know, you hang around somewhere 41 years, you. You get old, but you learn a lot of things. You see a lot of things too, and 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 just honestly, never even thought about someplace else. I'd rather work. You know, how do you get to stay in your home state for forty years? You just get lucky, basically. Well, I love it. I mean, I I didn't get lucky. I had to go away for twenty years to sort of to make things work out, so I'd come back. But you you know what? That's so interesting. And once again, we're talking about art. I mean, you're taking pictures, and that uh, being a great photographer is art. It is, and so is it writing. Is. Your, your the ability to articulate what you're seeing, and uh, let your reader really sort of uh, take on them being there, like 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 they were there. We are the place of story, 
we are the storytellers. This state of ours has been telling stories since time began. And I just I just love how you can go from, you know, a lot of us, you know, I was a really bad pre-med major at Delta State. So I'm sure you are a lot better pre-law major than I was a pre-med major. Uh, Well, I made it I made it half of one semester in law school before (laughs) I really figured it out. No, this isn't me. So I love it. Well, you're smarter than I was. I I think I spent like two and a half years before I realized and I was miserable the whole time and I was doing bad. And I think my friends wanted me to stay in who are doctors now wanted me to stay in the curriculum so that I could keep bringing the curb up, you know, curb. There you go. (laughs) I love it. We're talking to Jim McInvale. Uh, he is with Ingalls. Uh, I can't wait to come. We're going to celebrate uh, in oct- late October. Uh, we're going to celebrate, uh, I mean, for uh, 80 years now. And I think you guys said you've had uh, uh, Jerry Clower. You've had Charlie Daniels. So we're flattered. And uh, I know Paul Overstreet and uh, and Dina Carter, uh, they're so excited about it. You know, they, they were going like, do we get to see the ships? And I said, well, yeah, we're going to be right next to them. I mean, you can... You can reach out and touch one if you want to, and they- that's absolutely right. And 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 we'll 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 give you folks a tour while you're here. We we won't make you just be there in front of it and not see where, what you're doing. So. Oh, I love it. I can't I can't wait. Well, we've gotten a tour a little bit of just checking out the the site, and you're right. It's like a city. Um, and I've said this before, but it re- the your place reminds me of a Springsteen song, and and I said it about something else recently, but it just sounds like something that he would write about. You know, uh, the, you know the the hardworking American, and the you know, yep. and dealing with their hands and steel and sweating and hard hats and steel toe boots, and it's just uh, it's just cool. You know, it, you feel like you're set back in time uh, when everything was so wonderful when 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 you're we're on your property. I mean, do you ever feel Absolutely. that way? I, I feel that way every day, and 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 our employees feel that way. The 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 really cool. And this is where I get a little sappy, sort of patriotic. But if you think about what we're doing, we're building ships that when they leave here, they're going around the world defending us and keeping us safe from harm. You watch TV one night at 10 o'clock on CNN, and there's a breaking news, and there's two destroyers firing missiles into Syria. Guess what? Both of those ships were built in Mississippi. I've got workers who can say, hey, I built that ship. And, and, and they know that. They know that what we produce is important to this country and its future and its freedom and, and, and to, a, to a person, man, woman, uh, old, young, they all know. And I do not mean to speak bad of the, of the auto industry because the auto industry is very important in Mississippi. But, you know, if you, if you build your 37th Toyota Corolla that day, it's going somewhere and somebody's going to drive it. When you build a destroyer and deliver it, it's going to go out there and sail the oceans, and, and you'll probably see it on television one day. Wow, that's just crazy. I, I just, we're talking to Jim McInvale, and I'm learning so much. Do you ever look back, Jim, at your life and go, and just go, how, how did I end up here? <laughs> I mean, I, I do that. I do that quite often, Steve. You know, you, you go from being a guy at South Panola, who I actually was was a radio broadcaster for the Tigers for a while while I was in high school. I thought my life's dream was to go to work for the Clarion Ledger as a photographer. Wow. And then you look up one day and and you're shaking hands with Jimmy Carter after Hurricane Frederick, and mm. you have Nancy Reagan come into the shipyard to christen a ship. Uh, I've met two prime ministers of Israel. 
Uh, thanks to our great governor who does such a great job yes. of, of international marketing of Mississippi. I've, I've, i visited South Korea, Japan, uh, the Middle East, uh, England, France, all sorts of places. It's like, how did you get here from Batesville? And it's just God's love and, and, and great luck. It's like William Faulkner. He got in everybody's, yep. he traveled the world through words and, uh, yep. you've gotten to do it. It's just another example of, uh. I don't know. It's our thing. It's something in the water. We're talking to Jim McInvale. And uh, Jim, you get to play DJ. You, If you listen to my show, you know. I do. And, and lately, Jim, I got to tell you, lately, I don't know what it is, but everybody go. they get confused, and then they'll go, well, can we do both? And I'm like, no, I gave you a choice. I mean, how hard is this? So I know you're going to yeah. get this right. Uh, we are the birthplace of American music, besides building incredibly enormous ships, destroyers. Absolutely. You want to hear a little bit? I'm keep I'm keeping you. I'm going to give you the Delta versus where you are in the South. So, do you want to hear a little Albert King or Three Doors Down? Oh, I'm an Albert King guy, man. The the first musician I ever met in my life was Charlie Pride, who you know was who was down around Marks and yeah. And uh, I actually put an air conditioner in his mother's house when I was working at my dad's Western Auto store. So I'm a, I'm a I'm a Delta music guy. All right, it's going to happen. Jim Mackinvale from Ingles has spoken. Play a little I Want to Get Funky. That's what I think I want to hear by Albert King. You're in the Mississippi Minute. It. We're going to be right back. I love it. <laughs> you know I want to get funky. I want to get down. When I play my music down the town. Hey folks, in the market for new pillows, I'd like to tell you about who I believe strongly is the best pillow manufacturer made right here in the USA, my friends at Beds by Design and their amazing Omni Pillow. The Omni Pillow is made with a copper infused fabric and they use high quality fabric. The copper has been known to be antifungal, antibacterial, and good for the skin. The OmniFlow is the foam in the inside. Designed by their veteran team, the OmniFlow is a one-of-a-kind product that is unlike any other material. It is a patent material that adjusts as the weight is applied. They combine that with responsive temperature control that regulates your body temperature as you sleep. OmniPillow has a 100-day return policy. And listen to this. They'll donate a pillow to someone in need every time you purchase one. Their goal? To give away 1 million pillows. It also comes with a stress cube that sells for 10 bucks. Give yourself a much-deserved life's rest. Go to OmniPillow.com. That's OmniPillow.com. Enter promo code Steve Azar and receive 20% off with free shipping. You won't regret it. Thanks, guys. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Steve Azar, we are in a Mississippi minute. We are, we are having a. I'm having a great time because next to trains, you know, there's boats and then there's big boats or ships. Uh, recently, we're talking to Jim McInvale with Ingalls uh, Shipbuilding. He is the director of communications. Let me get that right. In public affairs, the public affairs makes so much sense. The communications makes so much sense. 
Uh, recently, I interviewed an old pal of mine, Coach John Fox. His dad was a Navy man, actually was a uh, – uh what is it a uh i'm gonna go blank here what are the bad bad mothers of uh the uh he he, he was a seal he was a navy seal yeah on, yeah, yeah on a seal team yeah right right and so he's they he was they started in virginia ended up in san diego and uh yeah, for some reason i couldn't get green beret out of my head but a navy seal and he has the he loves boats he loves to be on them he has a big boat for a for a guy you know and uh sure and so i told him i was going to be interviewing him interviewing you and i think i could see i could hear him light up over the phone you know <laughs> like i think he'd be he'd really be interested in touring one day and maybe we can get him bring, to come down you you bring him down and anybody you bring i'll tour how about that i will i love it okay so i was asking him one time just being on his boat and watching him maneuver it i got to talk about i was just sort of looking at the looking at what we were standing on sort of the base tell mm-hmm. me to build something so monstrous right what is it? Right. Where, what's the first thing you do? First step is is honestly is, as simple as you can imagine. We we will we will slide a, a very large sheet of steel into a fabrication shop. We will bend it into a particular shape. We will weld stiffeners and T beams and things like that in it. And and from that point, and I and I use this analogy and have for for forty years with we, we with school kids. We get a lot of uh, local school kids, kindergartens and, and eighth grades, and everybody. And 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 if you you imagine shipbuilding as building a model airplane, at at one end of the shipyard is a, is a massive fabrication complex where we build small pieces of ship. Uh, e- even in the large ships, we built, we start with small pieces, uh, weld them together. We don't use glue. We weld them together and build bigger pieces, and then weld those together and build bigger pieces. And basically, you end up in three or four giant sections of ship that actually themselves may weigh 150 or 200 tons. Mm. And then we roll them together, hmm. weld them together. Uh, make the ship watertight and uh, the hull watertight, and uh, uh, roll that ho- entire ship. We literally can roll a forty thousand ton ship across the earth on railroad cars. Come on! And it's ro- and it's rolled out onto a, a floating dry dock pontoon. Uh, rolls out on the dock, sink the pontoon. Ship floats out and goes to an outfitting pier. And, and that's where you sort of start connecting everything up uh, and uh, and testing it. Uh, we take we take ships to into the Gulf of Mexico and actually fire the weapons, run the engines, demonstrate to the Navy it does what it's supposed to do. And then the Navy crew that's coming to that ship has to pass what you and I had to do in high school, a driver's exam before the United States Navy allows that crew to take that ship out into the, into, into sea and into harm's way. Wow. Uh, we've done that uh, over, it's almost 400 times over the life of the, of the, of the shipyard. Uh, we're, we're at above 340 ships delivered, not counting the rail cars and the drilling rigs and barges and think bridges and things like that we've talked about but uh so cool uh, that, that's sort of how it goes now what that allows us to do also and, and some of the coolest things we've ever done uh the, the launch pontoon we launch a ship on we can also pick one up 
So if you remember back when the USS Cole was bombed, right, we had actually built that ship new. And so the Navy said, well, we would like to bring it back to you for repair. And we reversed that process. We picked that ship up out of the water, rolled it back on land, cut away the damaged sections, rebuilt new sections, rolled them in place, welded it out, and put it back in the water. There's no other shipyard in America that can do that. You keep using the word roll. How do you roll? What's the process of that? It's rail cars. You you think about those uh, the the rail cars that are under a box car going down a railroad track. I got that, but how's like is it chain? I mean, what what handles the weight Electric, while you're rolling? Uh, they they there's two systems, uh, and they alternate cars. There are rolling cars that actually move the ship, and there are jacking cars that actually lift the ship up about three inches off of off of its construction blocks. And then they roll in sequence together, uh, and and we have a rail network. That that's the the key part. We the the entire south end of the shipyard has a crisscross of railroad tracks uh, to allow that to happen. So we can move things around. The gantry cranes we have that can pick up two, three, four, five hundred tons. They actually roll on the same railroad tracks. So we can move whatever equipment we need to move into whatever part of the of the eight hundred acre shipyard to pick things up and move them. You mentioned the technology of my job earlier. You can actually now go onto YouTube and, and search angles and ships, and, and you can actually watch on your computer a ship roll a couple of hundred yards across uh, across the earth. We oh, actually, well, I'm going to do it. Guinness Book of World Records for one of the LHAs we moved. We, it was the largest man-made object ever rolled on earth. My goodness. So uh, you, you, you can find us there, and, 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 and it is very impressive to watch. It's a lot like watching grass grow. It, it, it rolls an inch and a half a minute. <laughs> so it, it, that's why we do time lapse, but it, it is best. a fascinating thing to see something that big rolling. Oh, my goodness. That's just crazy. I'm going to go do that. There's no, Right when we get off, I'm doing it, and I'm going to report back. <laughs> we're, we're talking to Jim McInvale with Ingalls. The Gulf Coast. What's been the advantage that's kept us there? You know, this this kept this this incredibly sized, incredibly sure. you know big company that that hasn't left. You know, I mean, you know, companies Absolutely. leave. So what what's been the the pot? What's been the the big plus there? Honestly, Steve, and this is where the public affairs side of my business kicks in. And and you know, there are a lot of people, a lot of places complain about government. What's kept Ingalls Shipbuilding in Pascagoula, Mississippi? And what's kept us successful for the 80 years has been the lifelong partnership with the governing bodies we deal with, from the state level, the Mississippi congressional delegation, the local city and county officials that literally reach out and say, how you doing, what do you need, what we can, can we do for you? And, and I'll give you an example of that. Right now, we are in the middle of a modernization program we go through, you know, technology changes, uh, there's there's better equipment, there's faster equipment, there's there's rolling covers that make hot work areas not quite so hot. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, the, uh, uh, Governor Bryant came to us and said, look, you know, we, we don't want you losing competitions. What does the state need to be doing? Right. And, and we embarked together on, a, like I said, it, it's going to turn out to be almost a billion-dollar investment uh, the state of Mississippi, the legislature uh, is has agreed and is four years into a five-year, $200 million bonding program 
that, that they, where the state puts in $250 million, uh, for which we were required initially to match that two to one, we're actually, uh, because the corporation was so impressed that the state government would, would come in and, and help its largest employers stay competitive, uh, we've actually more than doubled what we were required in the, in the legislation to do. And, and uh, we're reopening our old East Bank, the original Ingalls family yard that was uh, destroyed in Katrina. We're reopening that. That's going to be over $100 million, and, and we'll have another 500 or so people that will be eating lunch, eating lunch in downtown Pascagoula every day and that sort of thing. But the biggest thing, it, it, it is the partnership. Shipbuilding, you know, I know you've had Glenn McCullough on. I love Glenn McCullough. He'll, he'll tell best. you right yeah. quick that <laughs> economic development is a team sport. Shipbuilding is a team sport. It, you know, we got 12,000 people out here building them, but there's another 30,000, 40,000 people around the southeast that if they don't do what they do, we can't build the ships. Right. You know, the, the training part, the, uh, the supporting the facilities, the support we get from the state and, and government, right down to you take somebody like MDOT, people complain about highways. Well, we have 10,000 people that have to get into the shipyard every day. Right. Uh, they keep they keep an eye on the roads, make sure they're paved, make sure the lights work, make sure everything is safe. Uh, the, the, the partnership we have with government and civic agencies, even the you, know, you look at the United Way and, and, and the Salvation Army and, and helping people that are having a tough time, helping them get training so they can try to come to work here. Mm-hmm. The partnership we have outside the gate with every aspect of the community and the government. That's what's not only kept Ingalls here for 80 years, but it's what's made us successful for 80 years wow. and, and is helping us. I mentioned earlier we got we got a $5 billion contract last week for six additional destroyers. <laughs> the last one of those ships doesn't get delivered until 2028. What are you and I going to be doing in 2028? I'm going to be fishing and living, listening to Steve Azar on my iPad. <laughs> we got to work. We got to work on your your, your finish line. <laughs> there you go. We got to work on that. We're hey Jim. We're gonna. Well, I'll do what I'm supposed to do and take a break. We're with Jim McInvale. I just I'm having the best. Uh, I'm just loving listening, and my listeners are probably going. You talk less than ever, and I'm happy about that because I could talk to you for a month. You're in a Mississippi minute. Stand by. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. We are with Jim McInvale. James, as his folks called him, and I'm Steven when I'm always in trouble. But, uh, you know, I actually wish my parents would have... It, it would have named me Steph, which would have been a cooler name, and I may have been a better shooter in basketball. Uh, because there you go. that name was destined to be a shooter. Hey, Jim, uh, we're, we, he's at Ingalls right now, shipbuilding. Just the difference, and tell me just briefly, like, the amphibious transport dock, the cutters, the assault ships, the attack transports. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking the cruisers, you know. Sure. What... what um, time frame like what's the the destroyers i know it's your deal with size uh what's the ship that takes the absolute longest 
to build? The longest ship we have in, in our portfolio is, is called an LHA. It's, it's a landing helicopter assault ship, and it's basically the size of a World War II aircraft carrier. A large flat deck, flat top deck, uh, can, can launch the F-35s, the uh, tilt rotor aircraft, Harriers back in the day when they were uh, flying Harriers. But it also carries a full battalion Marine Corps landing force and all of the landing craft, the helicopters, everything they need to, to go fight a, a quick battle. It also has a hospital, a 200-bed hospital. So, for example, in Hurricane Florence, the USS Kearsarge uh, sat off the coast of North Carolina and flew missions with its aircraft in and out of those uh, disaster-hit areas, brought them to the ship for medical care, flew food in, flew flew uh, whatever, medical supplies, whatever was needed. Uh, that's a 40,000, uh, or actually about a 44,000-ton ship that takes about eight years to build. Uh, it's, it's powered by gas turbine jet engines, just like the airplanes you fly to Nashville. Uh, significantly higher shaft horsepower, obviously, and and has hotel space on board ship for about three thousand people. That's that's the largest ship we built. Wow. Uh, second largest is called an LPD, and and it's a smaller assault ship, carries fewer Marines, but uh, it's a little faster. Still carries aircraft, cannot do the F-35, but it does all the helicopters and, and uh, the, uh, the tilt rotor aircraft and, and sort of serves as a command ship, uh, has a hospital as well, but not as big as the LHA. And, uh, and, and so that's, that's those two. It takes about five and a half years to build from the cutting of the first steel plate. Uh, the destroyers you mentioned, those are really the greyhounds of the sea. They're the, they're the fastest most heavily armed ships the Navy has. They travel with aircraft carriers, with with the big amphibs. They're their, they're their protection ship. They have all the radars, uh, all the missiles to fire, uh, you know, at, at everything from below surface to uh, altitude X, as they say. And, and they're, the fin- they're the defenders of the fleet. Uh, that ship is, uh, is right at 10,000 tons, uh, 500 and nine feet long, 100 feet wide, carries a crew of about 150, 200 people. Man. Uh, it, it is the, it's the baddest kid in the neighborhood. If, if, if you go into a fight, that's the guy you want to follow. Any country uh, ever, and, any country ever write us a bad check? I just, that just came up. <laughs> actually, uh, we did have one country in South America. We had a bad check from once upon a time about 30 years ago, but that's still in litigation, so I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just I will actually tell you. I mean, everything we're building right now is all for the U.S. Navy or the U.S. Coast Guard. We we do not have any international work. But I will tell you that the the Israeli Navy's newest three missile corvettes were built here at Ingalls in the early '90s, and they are still in operation uh, in 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 Israel and in the waters around Israel, and, and they did pay their bills. And uh, they're defending their country. It's really cool. One of the trips that the governor and I made to Israel, they took us to see them. And it's, it's really cool to see one that you have been on in the shipyard. And now it's actually out there fighting its mission. So, I bet you're sitting here going, and, and just the picture, right? Do you still grab your cameras and still do, take your pictures absolutely, of that? Absolutely. 
I just think and had young Israeli sailors thanking me for what Mississippi <laughs> did for the defense of Israel. I just love that. It. That's that's very cool. I've had the best time, and uh, I'm just going to continue my education of this incredible company, Ingalls Shipbuilding. Uh, and all you do, I can't wait to come see you guys. I can't wait to see Angel. And uh, I know that she actually runs a shipyard. I've seen everybody stand at attention when she's walking around, all five foot, what, three of her, four of her? Including me. <laughs> Including me. Y'all are right. I've got a sister her size, and I do exactly what she says. We'll make you a shipbuilder, my friend. You're, you're a great <laughs> musician. We'll make you, you, you build great music. We'll teach you how to build great ships. Well, the state has built some incredible music, but, but it's so cool to, to know that we build the biggest, baddest ships that ever sailed. Jim, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. I can't thank you enough for educating me and my listeners and also all that you and Ingalls do uh, to, uh, you know, preserve our freedom and uh, in the way you do. It's just an amazing thing. I, I mean, I'm speechless at this point. Same here, partner. And look, I, I want to thank you as well for helping us show Mississippi, shielder, uh, Mississippi shipbuilders the greatness of Mississippi music, the, the the groups of folks you put together for our 80th anniversary, yeah, it's going to open some eyes. And, and, and just like you talk about the Navy, there's going to people say, man, I didn't know that kind of music was made in Mississippi. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. All of it was made. I love you, brother. I appreciate you. Blessings. Same here. See you soon. Take okay. care. All right, bye-bye. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.